Good morning. I've shared before many times how you find where the Lord is moving and you just stay there. Well, this morning as I was in my prayer closet, I spent some time just in worship, some time in the Word, and I just laid down and I was just still and I was like, Lord, where are you moving this morning? And sometimes he'll just have me reach for a book in my prayer closet and just open to a page. And that's what happened this morning. I just reached for a book, the book called A Glimpse Into Glory by Katherine Coleman just felt highlighted to me this morning and I just opened it. And it opened directly to the beginning of a chapter, chapter 18, titled Missouri Cornbread. Interesting title. And I just felt the Spirit of God hit me, and I began to weep just at the title of it, and I knew this is where the Lord is. And so today is different in the sense that I will be reading a chapter for this episode from Katherine Coleman's book, A Glimpse Into Glory, Missouri Cornbread. If other folks should open my mail not knowing anything about my ministry, they wouldn't know what to think when they began reading a letter saying, Oh, Catherine Coleman, we just love your Missouri cornbread. But you see, I can't help it if I'm simply and sometimes corny. I'm just like that. Sometimes I spread a little butter on my cornbread. Sometimes it's Missouri lasses, but most times it's just plain cornbread. One lady wrote and said, Honestly, I'd give anything in the world if I really could see the kind of cornbread your mother made. Well, maybe nobody else thought it was tops or the world's greatest, but I sure did enjoy it. And that's the way I feel about being a Christian, about preaching, about the Word of God, how often I've walked off the stage or the platform after a service and said to myself, Well, if nobody else enjoyed the sermon, I sure did. Nobody enjoys being a Christian more than I do. That's right. I enjoy it. I enjoy my salvation. I enjoy being born again. I enjoy this Christian life and Christian living. I wouldn't exchange it for anything I know anything about. If I thought there was something better, I'd go after it. But Christianity is the best thing I know. Oh, I enjoy preaching. I'd rather preach than eat, sleep, or do anything else I know anything about. There's not a person in the whole world who enjoys preaching any more than I do. The same is true for reading my Bible. I can't read the Word of God without getting blessed. It just does something to me. But most of all, I enjoy my relationship with my Heavenly Father. That's what being a Christian is all about. There are certain laws which, if followed, will bring success. There's no need for failure, not among Christians. If you follow these spiritual laws, you will be a success, not only in God's eyes, but in your own too. The defeated life has never been a part of God's plan. 
He has given us every implement, every tool that is needed to live a daily successful Christian life. Do you think that it's ever in the plan of God, in the mind of Jesus, for any person to be defeated in their Christian life? Do you think Jesus ever had such a thought? Of course not. If you are defeated in your Christian experience, it's because you have yielded to defeat, not because he was not there to give you everything that would take you through to certain victory. Paul said, I can do all things, not in myself, not because I will to do all things, not because of mental attitudes, not because of positive thinking, through Christ. He is saying there is no need for defeat in your life. All the days of your life, you are his child. For each child of God, there is a daily rate of strength, a daily giving of courage, a daily impartation of his faith to you. If I am ever defeated, I can blame only myself. If you are ever defeated, you have only one person to blame how easy it is to blame someone else, everybody else. That's one of the weaknesses of human nature. It all goes back to Adam and Eve. Oh sure, he tempted me, they did this, I'm not to blame, it's all him. That's the weakness in human nature. But when it comes right down to it, when we look ourselves directly in the face, we can put the blame only on ourselves. We can't put it on the neighbors or even the in-laws. The only person left to put the blame on is God. And since we feel he can't talk back to us, we blame him. Others, fearing God, blame the devil. Oh, I tell you, this is one thing that gets me. These people who blame the devil for everything that happens. I tell you, Catherine Coleman, the devil did this to me. Everything would have come out all right, but the devil did this and the devil did that. Go to the nearest mirror stand before that mirror and you see right where you should put the blame be big enough to lay the blame exactly where it belongs i believe in satan i believe in the power of the evil one but he will never be able to defeat you any more than he was able to defeat the one whom you love the lord jesus christ jesus did not yield to defeat He did not yield to temptation. Neither do you have to be defeated by Satan. Neither do you have to yield to temptation or defeat or failure. Somebody says, was that the kind of cornbread your mother made in Missouri? Well, she said it was good for me and it must have been because I grew up to be a mighty healthy Missourian and a healthy Christian as well. It's one thing to have that experience of being born again. That experience where you know that you have passed from death into life. It's the greatest transaction in the life of any human being. Yet there are literally thousands who have had this wonderful experience, who wipe away the tears from their cheeks and then get up from their knees and believe that that's all there is to the Christian life. But my friend, that's just the beginning. You have only started. You need to go on to improve your knowledge. 
regarding the things of God. You have not used everything you can to know the most about that which you have been taken, that which you've taken into your heart, into your life. Here we are, living in the closing moments of this dispensation. What a thrilling hour to be alive. This is the day of great adventure for God's children. He is pouring out his spirit upon thousands throughout the world. But do you realize how few people who are filled with the spirit know what to do with this experience after they've been filled? Fewer those who know the real scriptural purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's the reason so many are bringing reproach on this beautiful experience. They are bringing a reproach on the person of the Holy Spirit because they have been filled without the knowledge of the Word. The worst ignorance in the world is spiritual ignorance. There is nothing worse than an overdose of zeal without spiritual knowledge, without the knowledge of the Word. Christians need to go deep into God's Word. You must not be satisfied just to know your sins are forgiven. The Bible must become literally a part of your flesh, a part of your life, a part of your living, a part of your breathing. So here we are, my friends, in this hour so full of adventure, in this day that is the greatest day in human history. We are God's children. The Holy Spirit is being poured out on all flesh. The best of the wine has been saved for the last. There is so much that is ours, yet we know not what to do with it. One of the secrets I learned early in this life is this. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15 That's just plain old Missouri cornbread. It's up to you. God will do the rest. <laughs>